What is going on, guys? And you're listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you're having a blessed day. Thank you. What is going on, everybody, man? My name is Cardin Sadatan, and we're just going to do an introduction, honestly, to this podcast and just make it the first episode. So, like I said, I already said my name, <laughs> but yesterday I actually had people ask me questions on my story that I've wanted to answer, to be honest, and want to go in depth with this stuff, and as well as just get to, get to know me. If you don't know me, well, now you know, so... Um, first question that that was popped up yesterday was, oh, um, what is the story behind the start of your relationship with Christ and how did it occur? So with me, I grew up in church, honestly, I grew up in church. My dad used to take us all the time when we were younger, me and my brothers. Um, and we used to do this thing called a wanna. It was like, I think every, it was a certain night that he always came and got us and we went and we served as well, participating in games and just, um, grown into Christ. But my age and how early it was, I clearly did not know what was going on. And I just participated because my brothers were there. I was like, just going with the flow, to be honest. And so it was nice because my dad served there. My dad was one of the leaders there as well. One of the uh, youth ministers there as well to help out. And also, you know, just work there at the church. So it was pretty easy. But his original church, our original church was the River of Life, which I attend now. And, um, it's just amazing because it made a full circle around to land back there. But my story is that I actually, like I said, grew up in church. Um, my parents were actually divorced uh, when I was a very young age. And so we they shared custody of me and my brothers going back and forth to with our dad and go to church with my mom. We didn't really go to church. But um, during that phase of just growing up and been going through life, navigating of who I am, uh, getting used to going to both parents' places and just... Um, being a good kid to both of them or try to be a good kid for both of them because we know we all have them the ages where we don't even listen and we have our phases. But um, I remember that growing up when my mom was at, like I said, we never really went to church, but um, going through life with my mom was a lot harder just because we had a bunch of challenges of, you know, my mom being a single mom reaching three boys and it was a, you know, a struggle. And... I'm not gonna lie, we didn't have much. We were poor. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say that with my chest, you know. Say that with my chest. But yeah, we didn't really grow up in church outside. Of, I mean, go to church outside of my dad, you know. But getting older and like going through the flow, plus the flow. Whoa, <laughs> the flow of process is that you know I could have gone to church. My dad always invited us, but uh, me being so young still and just being a young adult or even younger like a preteen i always wanted to experience what what i wanted to do and just travel um to you know play sports and everything um hang out with friends go to school and just like do a little bad kid stuff that's pretty much it but getting older you know reaching high school and everything that i was actually able to navigate through life but had a concept that god was still there but never really sacrificed myself to him so i was going through you know going to parties, doing all this other stuff, and um, just being bad, <laughs> you could say, you know, living that life as a kid. And then uh, 
just me being also older compared to everybody else. So in school, I started to late. So I was constantly trying to fit in. Being older, everybody was always trying to mess with me because I was older. So it was it was hard because a lot of my my brother went to the same high school, but his friends were you know his friends, but they knew me. So when I got there, I was friends with them. But once they left, I had to fit back in my own little age group with people you know young a year younger, two years younger than me. But um. After that, man, I went, like, played college football, you know, still had a concept of knowing that there is God in my life and that he's still there, but never really acknowledged him like I should be. And it was, you know, getting pretty bad. I was going down a bad track down my life. Um, uh, Being inside of just the realness, and especially this, the level of this podcast is going to be. Um, This podcast, I kind of want to just be for, like, no, anybody, honestly, but mostly the youth, because that's where I serve now as I'm older is that I serve the younger kids. And so I want them to understand that, you know, everybody goes through their own process of life, but God will always pull you back. And that's what he can use anybody. And so growing up, like I said, uh, I was going to parties. I was uh, doing a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I was uh, doing sexual immorality stuff with people and you know, girls and stuff that I shouldn't have did that. And, you know, like I said, living a life. And it was just going bad, a bad track that I was constantly doing it and just finding pleasure in a void of of my life. And one thing that also, lit, like, led me to that type of path and everything, I was actually abused for 15 years by my mom's ex, uh, you know, ex-man. Um, yeah, so, like, he abused us, not physically, but, you know, mostly mentally. Um, would actually put his hands on my mom, and then one day I actually walked into that as a kid. As a kid in third grade, I had to watch that. So, you know, it was always one thing leads to another, and, like, gates opening, doors opening in the spirit realm and stuff like that. But um, get back on track is that I was going through the process of, you know, going down a bad track in my life and was in and out of relationships, trying to figure out what to do and who I am and stuff. But now later or not later but down my life when it reaches around like 21 yeah when i reached 21 i am about to be 23 so about a year and a half ago i was slowly um getting tired of the things i was doing but i was still participating in it because i was still trying to find a void uh fill the void that i was having and the broken heart that i had from just even living life and just the the absence of certain things and um yeah, like, I didn't really have the experience to even express my feelings to my mom and what going on with my mom because she was so caught up with her own things and navigating through her own life, and I feel like I never really had a mom growing up, and my dad was there. My dad was there a lot, um, but I barely got to see him just because of my choice and as well as just, you know, life. And growing up, and I got, got taught to even, like, despise what my dad, like, leaving, that I always thought my dad was the bad guy and everything, but no, nah, my dad was always there. And... It was kind of like a, like an eye opening. So, during the t- process of growing up, I got tired of things I was doing. Um, ended up getting into a, a relationship that I thought was like for sure gonna be it, <laughs> for sure gonna be it. Man, I was really confident that was, this was it. And I actually turned twenty, not not twenty two. I turned. I was still twenty one, but. During this relationship, I ended up founding the, the TV show The Chosen. And I'm telling you, if you have not watched the, the TV show Chosen, there's three seasons right now. 
uh, three seasons right now, but the fourth fourth season is about to come out in February. But I'm telling y'all, y'all need to go watch this. Shout out to the to Angel Productions because man, they have put up an amazing TV show, and it's just eye opening due to what Jesus did and what what can he do? So uh, I watched that while I was in this relationship, and I just realized like man. Everything I'm doing, everything I'm trying to figure out, you know, smoking, drinking, sexual immorality, um, falling with the wrong crowd, trying to hang out with a bunch of gang people, like um, people with guns, people that were, you know, just be in the mix, like just be caught up with the mix, which is um, getting tired of it. <laughs> and so <clears throat> watching the TV show, Chosen, and being in this relationship made me realize, like I said, how much jesus loved me and how much he was there for me when i feel like i had nobody and it made me so like guilty like guilty or just even convicted hold up excuse me <laughs> i just had a cough real quick but um i mean it just made me feel so guilty for the things i was doing in my life and the conviction of like man like your love is there and your love is so strong and this is what i'm doing even though you've been there the whole time and offering me this and I'm over here destroying my temple, my like my my temple, my body, like I can't believe that I'm letting this happen. And so it was getting to a big, big like conviction moment for me. And I remember this night, it was early March, I think late February, early March, that I was in my room. It was like nighttime and I was watching it. And the scene, the scene of when he went up to Nathaniel and told Nathaniel that um, I seen you under the tree. And Nathaniel looked away and he's like, don't look at him, look at me. I saw you underneath the tree. I was, I watched you the whole time. I did not turn my face away from you. That's when that like hit me and I cried like so hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I was crying throughout the whole TV show, especially when he said to Mary, like called Mary by her name and said, you are mine. Because it, like I said, it was just the start of it. And that's when I get the biggest conviction because it made me realize, like, man, like, God sees me and that he's been there the whole time and he's never turned his face away from me. And it may also, like, seem like, man, all the problems I had in my life, you know, playing college football and just um, navigating things and possibly, like, times of where I could have lost my life, I could have done this, I could have gone a different path, but Jesus corrected me every single time and me not knowing it was him. And so, like, I cried my eyes out, and I just dropped to my knees, like, bawling, repenting for my sins, and just, like, calling on God, like, God, I believe, like, I believe, like, I believe in you, like, I repent, I repent, Lord, like, I feel you now, like, I finally understand, like, growing up, I understand now, like, the things that you've been trying to do, the things that you've been doing, like, I finally understand, and um, it was just getting to, like, the place of like I said repentance and finally accepting Jesus to my life and that day is like when I felt like the Holy Spirit like hug me and when I when I felt that my room lit up like I had a spiritual encounter with Jesus my room lit up and like I said it was nighttime my room lit up it was light everywhere and I just saw feet on the ground like feet right in front of me I'm on my knees crying and I just see feet and all you hear was I've never left you. I've loved you for so long, and I still do. And I'm not mad at you, but I'm here. And hugged me. Literally felt the arms of the Holy Spirit just hug me. And I just kept on crying. 
And this was going on for the past like 10 minutes, like 10 minutes going by. And it felt so much slower than that. Like it felt like an hour. And once it was over, um, like my room, it was nighttime. Like I said, it was nothing was going on around me. It was just like everything was normal. And since that day, I was like, man, okay, like I was hooked. Like I was hooked on it. I was so obsessed with it. Like I got to experience that again. Not just that feeling, but like that moment with Jesus. Like I got to experience that again. I got to chase that down. I got to chase him. I got to find him. I got to go seek him. And so I remember like that, that same week, I went to my dad. I'm like, well, let's go to church. Let's go to church. And he's like, you want to go to church? I'm like, yes. So I got dressed, went. And my, mine, I'm still in this relationship too. And I thought this relationship was it, but. I'm going to church and everything. I'm just like getting a word. Pastor Jack, man. Pastor Jack gave a word that day and it hit me even more. Cause I'm like, he knows exactly what situation I'm in right now. Oh my gosh. Like he knows exactly what I've been going through. And it hit me that day. And I remember that, you know, at the end of the service, Pastor Jack was like, if you want to accept Jesus into your life, raise your hand. And I raised my hand. But I got so scared because he was like, come to the front. I was like, I am not going to the front. I'm not going to step down there. And so I remember putting my hand back down and uh, end of service. And I walked out and I met Pastor Isaiah, man. Pastor Isaiah has been a blessing to my life. He's been one of the best mentors, just the best um, youth pastor. I believe he has, he's the best youth pastor in like in this area. Like that's what I believe. This man is anointed. His family's anointed. This man walks with God like I'm telling the the pastors and just the people at my church, they walk with God. And I'm just so grateful and so blessed that God led me there back to my home church. But I remember him walking up to me and he was like, hey, you want to come to this young adult thing? You know, from ages from 18 to 30 years. And I'm like, sure. Like, let's let's do it. But then I was hesitant because I'm like, man, am I really like wanting to do this? Like, it's so fast. Like, do I really want to do this? Excuse me. Got a burp. (laughs) But yeah it was so quick and i'm like man god like okay like let me just like i don't know god like should i do this and i just felt the peace of like oh, go try it out just go see him ended up going and um i remember like walking in and stuff my first day and it was like it was march 26 2023 yes 2023 march 26 beginning of the year and um i'm like walked in there and I just seen everybody, like all the people my age and everyone and just, you know, specific people who I talk to now and just, you know, I love to my heart. Um, I remember when I first got there, I met the worship leader, you know, brought me to the room where everybody else was at. And then uh, met <laughs> an individual there who she has been like so nice to me and just been amazing to me ever since, you know. And I remember the first interaction with her is that she introduced herself and she offered me McDonald's fries. And then I didn't know her name for the rest of the day, but I just knew her as McDonald's fries because I'm like, okay, you know, next time I see her, I'm just going to be like, okay, that's the girl that offered me McDonald's fries. Because they were grubbing, like they really were smacking. But I started introducing myself to everybody, telling them like who I was, where I came from, um, my life, my testimony, like I'm doing now. And just like going in depth of what God has been doing. And I'm like, you know, I'm still wearing my little, like, my street aesthetic, my, like, kick bag where I used to go kick with my friends, like, that type of clothes. I walked in with cargo pants, a hoodie and a vest, a whole fitted hat um, with some foam posits on. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm literally like, what am I wearing? 
And so I'm just like attending this stuff and they just go to depth about Jesus and just talk about God and just the season. And I, I know this exact season, they were talking about relationships too. So I'm like, man, I'm in the middle of a relationship and they're talking about relationships. Like what? Like this is literally like going on. And mind you, in this relationship, like I thought it was it. And, you know, we're arguing like almost every day, like almost every day. But there's so many things I learned from this relationship too. So I'm not going to bash this person because this person is a genuine good person. But it just wasn't what God wanted for me. And so during this time of like going through young adults and everything, I finally get home and I'm like, man, God, <laughs> today was a lot, but it made me realize a lot too. So I'm so grateful for this. And it's just like, it started firing me and I'm working at, uh, what is it? A grocery store, Fred Myers, you know, Kroger and everything. I'm working the, the night crew and I am their, their frozen guy. So I'm their frozen clerk. So I'm loading up fro like frozen stuff off the truck into the fr freezer, pulling it out, putting it in the aisles, like all this stuff. Mind you, it's like from 11 p.m. to like 7 a.m. Like I'm going working every night. I hated going to work. Sorry for that word, but I just disliked going to work just because I like my sleep. I genuinely like my sleep. But yeah, it was going deep into that. And so I remember when we were there, um, or I remember when I was there the, at the at my work, and I'm just like bumping Christian music, like literally straight. Uh, same God, the Elevation Worship. Uh, playing <laughs> sorry about that y'all so honestly like my pops walked in so yeah <laughs> it was just a, a little side distraction but like i was saying um i learned a lot from this relationship and so going there and just experiencing what god has shown me as well that there's certain individuals or just individuals there that are experiencing what i'm experiencing and um just going through life we're just walking through life with christ and it's like man like okay I'm not alone and I don't feel awkward because I'm not the only experiencing this. But I came to a realization that, man, God, like, okay, you showed me this. Now what? And then, like I said, I was working at this job. I'm bumping Christian music and just all this, like, full on in love with God and what he has done and just showing me things and, like, replaying things in my life to realize that he was there the whole time. So I'm just in fully invested and in love with God. And like just fully invested in Jesus, <laughs> like fully invested in Jesus. But I remember um, like one night it was just bad. Like it was bad. I had to call it a work because it was a bad argument. And I'm like, I'm the type of person like now, like even then, I just did not like to argue. I would talk and sit things down and just like figure things out, you know, be the man that I was supposed to be. Uh, I am like who I am, be the man. And so I would sit down and just talk a bit. I realized that the more I used my calm voice, the more they did not like it. And then, and going through that was like, dang, like, what the heck? So it got to the point, like, I had to call it to work because how bad it was. And I had to make sure, like, they were good. So I'm called out of work, make sure they were good. And then later on that week, we had another big argument. And it was just so much, like, so much drama, like, between um, past relationships, trying to get involved with or their past relationship trying to get involved and just like all this other stuff and me like finally realizing and God opening my spiritual eye and discernment like man you do not need this you do not need this. this is not what you deserve and that even my family was like man Carter I think you need to re rethink your decision man like I'm happy that you're finding you joy in what your chaos is but I think you need to fix this 
And so I'm like, all right. And so I'm gonna pray to God, like, hey, God, man, I don't know what to do. I mean, if she, if this person really meant for me, we all know that prayer. We all have prayed that prayer. I'm like, hey, God, is this person really meant for me? Okay, like, keep her or keep him. But if they're not, remove them. Like, instantly do that. And once I said that prayer the same night, like, switched. The arguments got more intense, got more just, like, out the roof. And I remember the one thing they said to me that, like, caught me off guard was, you spend more time with God than you do with me. I said, huh? Like, what? Like, you really just said that? Like, I can't believe you really just said that I spend more time with God than you. When... Like, I've been trying to give you time, and you never gave it, you never, like, accepted it. You always turned me down and everything. So, of course, I'm going to put my time where, where it's wanted, which was with God. And I was not going to stop following God. So, it's, you know, you hop on the boat. No, you jump out. Like, that's literally how I was. And so, me, but being older now, mature now, and, like, going through my uh, walk with God and being deep into it, I, re- I shouldn't have handled it a lot more better than I did. But, you know, you live and you learn. But um, I just, yeah, I kind of just got in a way of finally realizing what God needed for me. And so I'm at work. I'm praying, you know, getting through my things of life and just going through my walk, praying, figuring out what to do with this relationship and just in general. And I remember asking God, like, hey, God, like, you know, I asked that prayer and I've seen a lot of uh, things going on, like we're arguing over batteries. <laughs> we argued over batteries and lotion. So, like, God, what what is the sign here? Like, do you want me to do it? And I just had the peace come on top of me and just, you know, the Holy Spirit whispered yes. So I'm like, okay. So after one night, we got into another big argument, and they just left. Like, I, I woke up from a nap because I had to go to work later in the night, and they were gone. Threw me off big time. Threw me off big time. So the next day, you know, I got off work. I was like, hey, look, we got to talk. When was it, when was it like met up talked and I was like look um I know I should have been better but at the same time like I gotta do this um I don't know what you want to do but I know what I want to do and said look <laughs> I'm breaking up with you because I'm choosing God over you and I remember the day when I said that we're outside and I'm crying because like don't get me wrong breakups are hard and I've never been the type of person to break somebody's heart this is my first time breaking somebody's heart I always got you know broken up with or like cheated on so like I'm telling you, I'm a lover boy. I'm a big lover boy. and But I know to hold my feet down and put my foot down when it's time to be needed. And I just was broken because I was not expecting this to happen. But um, I remember, you know, putting my foot down. It's just like, look, I can't do this no more. I got to follow God. And that um, I appreciate everything you we, we had memories with and all that. You know, I'm still going to be your friend. If God brings us back together, brings us back together. But as of right now, I need to focus on him. And during that process of like going through that, and we're outside, and I remember the clouds like looking up at the sky. My whole body like froze, like everything was in slow motion. I get the like the tingles, my whole body like electrified. And um, I just remember like the clouds splitting and the sun just blasting on me. My body went cold to super hot, and I remember like just I didn't know what to feel. Honestly, like, I just felt like. I wanted to cry, but the same time I didn't, I felt peace and comfort because, like, I just felt like God was really comforting me in that time, and, like, I made the right choice, and so, go back to church later, you know, that week, and I told my pastor, like, look, this is what happened, and we both came came to realization, like, I believe you got baptized with the Holy Spirit, like, the Holy Spirit fell upon you, and then, 
rolling into April, my birthday month, um, April 9th, 2023, I got baptized. Two weeks after going to young adults of, and this, like I'm saying, expanded two weeks, this all happened. But inside those two weeks, I also got laid off from my job. And, or I quit my job because it was just chaotic. But in that same week, got baptized and then applied for Boeing. And three days later, got a job offer from Boeing. So, like, God was really working. Like, I was, like, finally taking the hand, like, giving him my life. And I'm like, God, do whatever you got to do. And he's just lining me up. You know, it's like dominoes when you try to knock them over. Yeah, like, lining me up. So, like, lined me up to everything. I'm like, okay. Going on through my life of April. And I remember, like, seeing my youth pastor again. I'm like, hey, like, I seen you guys are here on Wednesday. It's like, I was wondering what that is. He's like, oh, that is youth. If you want to come down, you can. So I, I remember going down there and I just fell in love even more because I'm like, dang, God is working through the younger generation already. Like, he's wasting no time. And it, it just made me realize, like, okay, this has been going on for a while. That means God never wastes his time and God does not waste time. God is always on time. He's on time God. He's, he creates things in masterpiece and God never fails. And so I'm like, wow, um, this is crazy. And so then I go down there and I met you know, all the leaders, and one of the leaders came up to me and was like, man, um, I had a word for you, Cardin. Like, I literally came in here, and God just spoke immediately when when I first saw you, and this is your first time here. And they just talked about how much the presence of God was on me and just all this other stuff, like amazing, amazing words. I just did not, like, I first didn't understand, but I was just shaking my head, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I did it. Because it was just like, it felt good. I just felt like, you know, God's like speaking to me. This is amazing. Um, I, I started seeing all more of the people from young adults realize there's so many young adults that part or, you know, serve for youth and participate in it. And then um, it was just like a life changing switch. And it just got so deep into it. And it felt so good because it's like, I'm finally doing something and I'm finally feeling that void that I've been missing. And or that space I've been missing, and I'm filling it with something that's going to bring me eternal happiness. And I remember, like, not holding back. I would constantly post on my Snapchat, my Instagram, like, God loves you. God wants to do this for you. Like, I started evangelizing and preaching on my Snapchat and my social media with the Bible, even at work, with my ski mask on. Yes, I wear a ski mask at work because I was in the freezer. But after that, like, I just kept doing it. Even when I got laid off, I still got, I was still doing it. And then during that time, I met my best friend like one of my friends from school and we played football together and he's my best friend this is like when I, when I get married this is gonna be my best man I'm telling you shout out to Ronnie man Ronnie dude I love you man I hope you're doing good and I hope you know the Navy's treating you right and that you're doing amazing and that I can't wait to see my nephew <laughs> yeah because he's about to have a kid that man is happy for that I'm really happy for this fan the, you know for their family and I pray for them daily but we just connected, and during the time period of me getting hired at Boeing, it was like three to four months that I did not work, and it was like the biggest rest period of my life, and I just, every single day, hit me in the Word, just every morning, every day, reading through the Word, like, I remember one day, we read through 12 to 16 chapters, and we just summarized the whole thing, like, God was working, and it was getting so, like, deep into it, like, I just remember everything that I was doing like I literally gave my life to God and I just didn't hold back and just did not look back and I still don't look back so I'm like man look how far I came 
like how far God is bringing me. And I couldn't do this without him like at all. And it's just like, man, the more I go into my walk, the more I fall in love with him because it's like the whole time you're just there. You're there the whole time. Even the days I'm in spiritual battle, the days I'm, not, I'm going through a storm, you're still there and you're still guiding me and I got to focus on you. And just the presence you bring, it's just like, man, oh my gosh. And I remember like the days I do go through storms, like that's when God's grace even works even harder. It's just like, man, okay, God, like you're him. Of course you're him, but like you're him. And so with that question, like, you know, how how did my walk go and just how to occur in my relationship with Christ? It's like, that's literally how it started. And my testimony goes in deep because, um, I even shared my testimony to some people and they cried. They cried about my testimony because they realized like, wow, Cardinal, like that's, it's, it's undescribable what God has did with my life because the people that I used to go to high school with, they realized how much of, you know, I wouldn't say, um, like party guy I was, but, um, you wouldn't think like God would do something with somebody like me. And so it was just glory to God. And going through this topic or just even with this podcast, God has blessed me with this this opportunity because he's put it on my heart for so long. Like I want to preach God's word. I want to get deep into his word. And he's always been there. And so like I remember when I first got saved in the process of being saved, like I said, me and my boy Ronnie were just constantly going through the word. And I just like was in it every day, every night, waking up early morning, waking up at 3 a.m. just to spend time with God. And then not even like just give nobody time because I wanted to spend time with God. And one of the verses that stuck with me is Deuteronomy 4.29. And it was like, and it says, and I read the KJV version, if you all don't know, like NLT, I used to read that. I just couldn't get no revelation from it. But the KJV, God speaks to me through that. And it doesn't matter what translation that you read. You know, God speaks to you through that. God speaks to you through that. And I know a lot of people are like, you got to read this. You got to read that. But whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you to and speaking you through, stick with that. But this is what the verse says. Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him, thou seek him with all thy heart, with all thy soul, you'll find him. And so with that, like, man, okay, I'm... <laughs> once I saw that okay God, I gotta seek with my heart I gotta seek with everything I gotta find you I gotta find you and just going through everything like every resource every person that I know every like person that's in Christ okay like I gotta find I gotta find God like I really gotta find him even though I you know he found me and he was there and I found him but I still wanted more I'm constantly asking questions like what can I do what can I do God like what is this what is that um, how can I serve you? Like all this other stuff and just getting deep into it. And Ronnie is like, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, Ronnie is my spiritual twin. Like if you talk to him, you, you're just like talking to me because how rooted we are into this. And, um, it's just like the passion we have. I remember the first time me and Ronnie hopped on the phone and we just Bible study, like it clicked, like everything in our life just lined up together and our testimonies lined up so well. And it's like my best man. Like, this is my dude right here. But God was working through the whole process of it. Um, everything he was doing, it was starting from nothing to something, you know. And that's what God does. He always has a beginning to end. And he sees the beginning to the end. And, um, like, Ronnie knows me. And I'm telling y'all, that is my spiritual twin. And this guy knows me, the things I have battled, the things I go through. To this day, he still knows because I'm we text each other and i just i just appreciate this guy a lot but 
that is the depth of my walk with Christ and my relationship with Christ. It's, it was a rough start, you know, being a kid, but now I'm like in love with this guy. He has brought me to the place of where I need to be. He has given me the calling and what I need to do and placed me inside of a ministry that I truly love. And we love these kids. We love what we do. And I just can't see what he's going to do for them because, sorry, I got to burp again. <laughs> These individuals that are working there, the ones that have stayed, the ones that have left, like all made impacts onto these kids' lives, not only their lives, but my life, because everybody comes from a different walk. And so that's the reason why I named this podcast Walking in Faith, because you gotta have faith in this walk. In this walk, there's always gonna be days when you're walking through the green pastures, and there's days you're gonna be walking through the desert. And you just gotta remember that God is faithful and He'll be there, and that. He'll always come through in the times of need and stuff. And I don't want anybody, especially anybody I know who's out there is going to be listening to this. Don't give up. Don't. I know it's going to seem hard right now. I know you may be going through a season of where it seems like things are not going your way, that God's not listening, but God hears you. And God is working. And it's going to be best of his timing. And it's going to be best for you and beneficial for you. So I encourage you, don't give up. Because he loves you. He's not mad at you. He sees you. He sees your heart. It's just the things that you desire and that, man, if you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to reach out to, I'm here. I'm here to talk to, talk to you. I'm here to give you advice. I'm here to talk about just even listen. Like, I don't even have to say anything. I'll just sit here and listen and be that pillow for you to talk to. Um, you know, you can find my socials, like my social media. I'm really on Snapchat. I really don't go on Snapchat. It kind of felt like Snapchat is for the kids, you know, but I'm on my Insta. I'm on Insta and, um tiktok so you know you just search up my name cardin sadaton and um i really appreciate you guys tuning into this and you know it's kind of the end of this question and the end of this podcast episode but there's gonna be more to it you know, definitely gonna be more to it just because of the questions i received and as well um there's a, things i want to speak about even without their questions but this question was i think great to start off with about how what my story is and behind how start how God used somebody from being abused, being to, you know, stuck bondage with drinking and smoking, sexual immorality, um, to getting caught up with fights and all this other stuff and um lost his way to bring somebody into ministry, to speak his word, to lead the kids, lead the younger generation, but only as well as that transform me to a godly man. And I just glory to him because like I said, I couldn't be nowhere, nowhere without this guy, that the man upstairs. So, like I said, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you have a blessed night. And, man, praying for whoever is out there who needed this. Just know that God is able to use you, that he loves you. But.
<laughs> before I leave, man, I'm sorry, y'all. I know I already gave the outro and everything, but I messed up. This guy, Ronnie, is in the, in the Air Force, not the Navy. Ronnie, I'm sorry, bro. I know I just said how much of a good friend you are, and I couldn't even get that right, but I just want to clear myself up. My boy, Ronnie's in the Air Force, and I thank you for your service. Um, thank you for everything you're doing, especially being a brother in Christ, and especially everybody I met throughout my walk, and just everybody. But like I said, see y'all later. Hope you have a blessed night. See you on the next episode.